Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 141, where in a moment we welcome another guest to help us review and discuss today's topic. Is now a good time to buy a property? But please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you're in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows. Because in our programs to date, we featured loads of stuff, mortgages, investing, wills and powers of attorney, and loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. And last time, we looked at mortgages with no deposit. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get us there. As I say, an enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way, you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis. Joining me as always, the star of our show, it's Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? Good, thank you. Now, today we're joined once more by property expert Tony Lister from Hamish Homes. Just as a reminder, Tony, before we get stuck into the subject for this week, perhaps you can give us a a brief recap of your own background and expertise and tell us a bit about your company. Yeah, so we're Hamish Homes. We set up a year ago. I was working for a franchised operation before that, uh, but we're offering a unique proposition to people across the north of Scotland and hopefully one day Scotland-wide, whereby... We don't believe you should pay anything until your house is sold. So we're even funding the home report for our clients, taking all the risk out of it for them, and meaning that in many cases they can list when they want to and not six months down the line because they've had to save up for things like the home report and other upfront fees that agents generally charge. Okay, and and how are you finding the property market at the moment? Well, the market is quite buoyant. But there is quite a lot of one and two bedroom properties coming onto the market, which is slowing down pricing in in that area because there's just so many of them. What are you finding? I I know in our local area here in in Aberdeenshire, I'm seeing a lot of flats coming onto the market just now. Why why do you think that's the case, Tony? Well, there's a a couple of reasons, really. Changes in the legislation for short-term let and holiday lets whereby everyone has to be registered. So a lot of people are getting out of that market rather than getting caught up in um, red tape. And also with there being a ban on rent rises at the moment, a lot of landlords are finding that it's costing them more to rent a property out than their mortgage payment. So they're trying to bail out of that market as well. So That's what I'm finding. I I know like the buy-to-let mortgages, we used to do a lot of them in the past and gee whiz, the last wee while, they've fairly dried up compared to what it, it used to be. And I know they're looking at legislation. The, the UK is looking to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. And one of the things that they're they're considering is that all rental properties have got to have an EPC rating of C or above. So an EPC is Energy Performance Certificate. So I know that's putting off a, a lot of landlords as well. And a lot of landlords don't even really know that this could be coming. That's that's one of the things that, that I've been been finding. And I, I think although interest rates have been going up lately, we're still at a lower point than what they were maybe say around about 20 years ago. I think between 2004 and 2007, interest rates were around 5%. Then we had the credit crunch and interest rates sort of plummeted. It's good just now to see lenders trying different things to help people onto the, the property market as well. And we we did the show a couple of weeks ago on the 100% mortgage that Skipton Building Society is doing. 
And that was for, for people renting. Uh, we did a podcast on that a couple of weeks ago, their track record mortgage. And another thing that I'm seeing helping purchasers just now is things like the joint borrower sole proprietor mortgages. So at least it's good to see lenders trying different things to get the, the market going more as well. It used to be um, something we say to you if you if you're better off paying a mortgage because when you're renting all you're doing is paying someone else's mortgage. But how are things differing now in monthly payments between renting and buying, Tony? Well, I'm no expert in that field. Probably Phil could answer that one better. But certainly we're being told by financial people that you're actually better off buying um, because it's cheaper. Um, but the other thing is that people forget your property's going up in value. You're constantly paying money off that mortgage. And actually getting onto the market just now, buying one of these one or two bedroom properties, you could over a period of years be buying yourself out of poverty and giving yourself a base from which to move up to a much nicer property later on. So I think the benefits of getting into the market as it is just now, you know, the average EPC rating in Scotland is D, so there's no problem with owning a home that's D, that's average. So if you were to buy a property that somebody can't now rent out, you're gradually building up a wealth that further down the line, you're going to be able to move up the market and end up in a much nicer home. What would you say that the benefits of owning a property are, Tony? The benefits of owning a property is that exactly as I just said, you're creating your own wealth further down the line as property prices increase. But by paying off the mortgage, you're owning more and more and more of that property. So you might go into a mortgage at 80% equity, for example. But by the time you come to sell five, 10 years down the line, that equity is a much higher value of yours because you've paid money off, plus the property's gone up in value. So to me, the major benefit of property is that you're building up wealth instead of paying off somebody else's mortgage. Yeah, that was one of the things you mentioned as well. And it, it's important to remember is that when somebody's making a mortgage payment, they've got the interest to pay, but they're also paying back the capital as well. So let's say your mortgage payment's maybe £500 a month, perhaps around £100 of that is going to reducing the, the capital. So if you were paying the same amount in rent as what you were on the mortgage, you're actually better off because you're reducing the, the balance on the, the mortgage there as well. Are the, the summer months generally a good time to buy, Tony? Oh, yeah, definitely, because there's more people looking to sell at this time of year, so there's more choice. It's it's actually nicer to go out in the summer and look for a property than it is in the middle of winter as well. You can be a bit more relaxed about it. And with the flood of one- and two-bedroom properties coming on just now, you're not forced to make as quick a decision as you were maybe last year or the year before, where if you blinked, the property you were looking at was under offer. Hmm. Is it mainly flats coming on, Tony, or a lot of one- and two-bedroom houses as well? Yeah, one- and two-bedroom houses as well. But further up the chain, the three- and four-bedroom houses are, are still selling quite well because the, the market's not being flooded. So there's still profit to be made in in various parts of the market. Yeah. I think we, we've done shows before on we, – we did one, should I buy or should I rent? But that, that was quite a, a while back that, that we did that one. And if, if someone's buying, I, I guess some of the costs that they wouldn't have if they were renting would be things like solicitor's fees, stamp duty, or in Scotland it's called land and buildings transaction tax. And Anything else you can think of, Tony, or would that be the main things that, that people would have – well, there's removal costs as well, but then people are going to have that anyway. Yeah. But you've got to look at the costs that you've just said as a, as a, an investment, a down payment, because let's face it, Phil, right? You rent a property 
and then the landlord needs it back, he gives you notice and, and you're out. Whereas you buy a property and it's pretty much up to you when you want to leave that property as, as long as you don't uh, get yourself into trouble financially, obviously. I guess as well, a benefit of owning the, the property is that you can do it up the way you want. You don't have to get permission to hang pictures on a wall or what you can please yourself what you, you want to do with it as well. What, what sort of things like at the moment should purchasers be looking for when they're buying a home, would you say? At the moment, what you really want to be deciding is, are you going into it as an investment, in which case try and buy something quite cheap that needs doing up and spend your time doing it up over a period of time? Or at the other end, there are people that are wanting something that's just walking condition. Well, if you're looking for a walking condition property, make sure you've got a home report that's all ones all the way down. Whereas if you're looking for something cheap that you can do up, if there are any twos and threes in the home report, you need to make sure that you've fully costed what needs to be done because it's all right buying cheap. But if the cost of doing it up outweighs what the value of the property is going to be, you need to be making sure you're not going to overcommit yourself. We've all seen homes under the hammer where they've gone over the top on doing a renovation and they just they end up having to rent because they're not going to get the money back. Yeah. I know when I'm looking, I, I often look for things like, does it have gas central heat in? Has it got double glazing? And it, you're right, it's trying to think, is, is, are we going to have to fork out a lot for new windows and doors? Is there wet rot, dry rot, woodworm, all these timber things? And, and that's one great thing with the home reports. They can give you a lot of information beforehand as well, which is good. Yeah, the other thing that actually, surprisingly, one of the biggest things that people search for when they're looking for a home one of the biggest search terms is off-street parking. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. that yeah. a, a very large percentage of the house buying property market is actually looking for a property that's got off-street parking. Because, you know, you, these days you pay a fortune for a car as well. You want to know that you can park it up somewhere safe rather than in some of the big cities where you can't even guarantee parking outside your own front door. Yeah. Mm. How do you see house prices going in the next few years, Tony? Well, other than the bottom end of the market with these one and two bedroom flats, I don't see the market dropping away at all because we're still in a situation where there are more people looking to buy a property than there are people looking to sell. And I think that once people get used to the new legislation, I think landlords will try and come back into the market. So I don't think even one or two bedroom flats are going to drop very far because people are going to realise that, do you know what? knee-jerk reaction of trying to get out the market perhaps wasn't the best idea. Uh, maybe just recap for us where, where you think that market is right now, along with a few general do's and don'ts, which remain constant whenever you're buying a property. Well, the one and two bedroom flats, there are lots of them coming on the market, which to me, the major benefit of a buyer to those is that you don't have to rush into a purchase. You've got plenty of time to make sure you're buying the right uh, property for you. In doing so, you need to look at the home report. It's ones, twos, and threes. Ones is everything's fine. Two is there's some ongoing maintenance. And three is this needs to be done now. So if you're going to buy a house with twos and threes on it, you want to fully cost it out and make sure that on top of your mortgage payments, you can afford to do these repairs. But if you invest wisely, you're going to be paying off capital as well as interest. Property prices, I don't think, are going to drop majorly because there's still far too many uh, buyers than there are sellers. And I think that there is a long way to go before we're going to have any sort of pricing crash. I said it last year when we were told we'd have a crash this year, and I'm seeing no difference. 
property went on the market at the weekend, sold within two or three days. That's still happening, and it's still going over Home Report as well. I know, Keith and Ellen, where I'm based, we, there was a property that I viewed for myself, and it went to a closing date, which was, is not rare, but they, I don't know how much it, it ended up going for, but I know that it means that there's a couple of people interested putting in bids for it, and they'll likely go with the, the highest bidder. Are, are you finding, like, I, I know you're based in the Highlands of Scotland, but like nationally across the UK, Tony, is that a trend that's kind of mirrored, say, in the South England? Is, is there are more properties coming on all over at the moment, would you say? I think it's a different market down there and they've got different stresses. And I think the English market is maybe a little bit more sensitive to interest rate rises because the cost of living is so much higher down there. Yeah. Okay, you get more for a property. So the benefits are still better, but the risks are greater. But yeah, I think that wherever you go, the, the property market doesn't appear to be stolen from what I can see. We, we've got an office in Wick, and I know the girls up there, they, they've got a little bit, on the mortgage side, a little bit quieter than than would be. But we, we tend to find around about April, May, they're normally quite busy months. And then sometimes a little bit of a lull in the mortgages over the summer. And then you come August, September, we tend to find it picks up usually uh, quite a bit at that point and we, we're getting a lot of inquiries this track record mortgage from Skipton it's one that's designed for people who are renting a property at the moment and it's quite good because they'll look at the affordability and they'll say right how much are they paying in rent Can so they, they'll look and say right they can afford X amount in rent so we'll look at that take that into account when we're we're doing the mortgage how much they can borrow there so a lot of inquiries for, for that which is, is good for the market just now as well. Is there anything else that you would kind of want to add on, on the property market or anything just now, Tony? No, just that that sort of product is really useful for people to know about. One of the reasons why I wanted to come on here is because I feel that we can help spread that word. And if anybody's looking for that sort of mortgage, obviously we can point them in your direction yeah. and stuff like that, because I really do think that people have been conditioned that we're going to rent because that's all I can afford. And when you've got companies now saying, well, actually, the future is for people like you to be able to build some wealth. And by being able to take a mortgage from a company that looks at what you've been paying in rent, you know, a good financial advisor, even if you've got a bad credit rating, will teach you how to improve that so that the time will come when you can buy. And I think yeah. people need to not give up. They need to get professional help from people like yourself, Phil. Yeah, we, we did a show. It's probably a good time to to plug it, but we did one on improving your credit rating and credit score. <laughs> it was quite a while ago, so if anybody's searching for that, it'll be quite a bit down the, the list of podcasts. But I think it's great. I mean, lenders like Skipton, they, they've also introduced, they've got the joint joint mortgage sole proprietor, which a lot of people don't know about. And the way that that works is you, you can actually add somebody else onto the mortgage and they're not actually an owner of the property, but you can use their income to try and boost how much you can borrow as well. So things like that. And then I, I know over the years that there's been various kind of like various sort of schemes for shared equity, shared ownership. And I always feel financial advisors and mortgage brokers have got more of a duty to kind of promote these things to help so that folk know that they're they're there as well. And like you say, that's half the battle, is that people don't know about these things. So if they don't know about it, they'll never look to, to do things. So I think that's a great point as well. Any other things that you wanted to mention while you were on at all, Tony? Yeah, well, you've just hit on a point there. The amount of times when we're showing someone around a house 
and we'll ask them what their position is and they'll tell us that they've got an appointment with the bank. Now, I'm not going to knock the banks, but I know that an independent financial advisor is going to be able to shop the whole market for someone, yeah. whereas a, a bank's only going to be able to offer their product. And I think that anybody looking to get on the property market, especially if money is tight, needs to be speaking to an independent financial advisor to make sure they're getting on the market at the cheapest possible rate for them. Yeah, I'd say I've seen it before where somebody goes to their own bank, they get turned down for whatever reason from them, and then they just think that's it, and they don't realise that other lenders have got different criteria. Or So I've definitely seen that plenty of times over the years as well. If someone was looking to get in touch with yourself, Tony, what's the best way for them to, to do that? Well, you can either get in touch with us by telephone, and that's 01463 25 That's quite hard to remember. Or they can contact us by email. And to do that, it's askhamish at hamish-homes.co.uk. We're happy to take a phone call and offer best advice to anybody, no matter where they are in their buying or selling journey. Now comes the part of the show where Phil looks back over the course of his own life, both professionally and personally, to find an example of how today's topics affected his own situation. So, Phil, is now a good time to buy a property? Just last week, we were discussing the fact you were buying a flat for your son, I think it was. So what have you got on whether now is a good time to buy a property? Yeah, do you know what? There's an argument that any time is a good time to buy a property due to prices rising over time. You, You tend to find, I mean... There'll be times where things can can go up and down, but generally property over the longer term tends to go up because the the demand outstrips the the supply, the population's rising. So there's always this, or generally that's what you would expect to happen when the the demand is more than the, the supply. But as I mentioned earlier, you've also got the benefit of paying off your own mortgage rather than paying off your landlord's mortgage. I think Tony had actually mentioned that at, at one point and yeah my son he's looking at buying at the moment so we, we've managed to get him a flat at, at what I think is a, a pretty good price and he's due to move into it very soon so we'll see how he he'd see how he gets on there but it's exciting times that's for sure and next it's time for the quote of the week Phil's always been a fan and collector of quotes what you have on our topic for this week is now a good time to buy a property got a, a quote from somebody called Henry Polson buying a home is a complex process that in no way excuses home buyers from their obligation for due diligence. Now, I'd probably say it doesn't have to be a complex process. The, the process for, for buying a property can, can really be quite simple. If you're guided by things like people like Tony, your mortgage broker, they can kind of make it a lot easier process. But the, the one thing I would say is that the due diligence bit's important because Tony mentioned about looking at things like home reports. You want to have a look at all of that. Do your due diligence. Are you buying in a, an area that when you come to sell, you'll you'll manage to shift it? Like not easily, but maybe quicker than certain areas. So I, I feel that's important. So quite a good quote there. Now, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your queries. So if ever you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you prefer. Let's get on to this week's contact details in just a second. I'll give it to you after these. This first one's from Rachel, who says, Hi, Phil. I heard you last week discussing side hustles and the possibility of renting out spare rooms. I live my own in a three-bedroom house, and I've never really thought of this as an option. Is there anything stopping me from just going ahead and doing it? For instance, do I have to obtain some sort of license or anything like that? Well, one good thing is you're classed as what's called a, a 
resident landlord. So if you rent out part of your property, which is your main home, you don't need any licenses or, or anything for that. You, you do have some sort of responsibilities. So things like you've got to keep the property safe and in a good state of repair. Another benefit to you is that the tenant or lodger, they don't have the right to challenge the agreed rent. And also you, you can give them less notice to end the letting than if you rented out the, the whole property. So you only need to give them what like was classed as a reasonable notice period there. And as I mentioned last week, you can earn up to £7,500 per year tax-free under the rent-a-home scheme. So a few benefits in, in doing that for people. Would you, in that instance, I imagine you wouldn't, but would you bring in an agency to try and, you know, look after the situation or would you not bother because you're in the house yourself? Yeah, most people would tend to, to just try and agree something with, with someone themselves. Um, I, I think it's most common if somebody knows somebody, maybe a relative or a friend, and that, that's, I mean, you. I suppose if you're taking in a total stranger to, to stay in your home, you would want to do, again, a bit of due diligence to to make sure that they're a kind of fit and proper person. So, yeah, I mean, there might be, I don't know if leasing agents would help you find somebody for that. I'm sure they would consider it, but um, I know a lot of people I've seen do that in the past. They've often just looked and tried to find somebody uh, or maybe even a friend of a friend sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, here's one from Alan Powell in Dunbar, who says, Hi, Phil. Not so much a financial question, but I've heard you on your show before talk about various events you've sponsored as a business. I'm thinking about trying the same to get my business more visible in the local community. I wondered if you have any tips or do's and don'ts from your experience. I'd, I'd probably say, first of all, look at who your target audience is. So, for example, we, we do really well as a business with people who are approaching retirement or not long retired. Now, we sponsor a lot of lone bowls competitions because that's our that, that's the sort of age of people doing that. So we, we sponsor a lot of lone bowls competitions in our local area and we do really well from bowlers as a business. There's some things we sponsor where it's more a gift rather than try to get anything back from it. But um, I would certainly say probably the main thing would be to look at your target audience and see where are they hanging about? Is it like maybe at a cricket club? Is it a rugby club? It's looking to say, right, who who are we wanting to, to deal with? And, and that, that's what my advice would be there. Okay. Would you say as well, before you get in touch with the question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered a lot of topics now uh, and we may have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us for episode 141 of the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. And thanks also to Tony Lister of Hamish Holmes for being our guest expert on the show for this episode. Now, if you feel you need a helping hand with anything we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Service services online or join the Facebook group for the show. Search Personal Finance Community. That's Personal Finance Community on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn too. Or why not email Phil a question you can answer on a future show. His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast, as I say. And please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. Please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks very much, John. Thanks again for coming on, Tony. Thank you.